Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 14 degrees cooler right now than it was yesterday morning Mm. at the same time. It is 57 degrees in downtown Boise, 606. It is August 30th. Why is that day important? Because it's the second to last day of August. Mm-hmm. And it's also Chris Walton's birthday! Yay! Thank you. Thank you very much. Whoever thought he would live to be this age? I'm 58, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, I thought you'd live to be when I started 58. on this. When I started on this show, I was 35. <laughs> does it seem like it's been that many years? Or does it seem like it's Sometimes. been a lot more than that? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Well, happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. Any big plans uh, for today? Oh, uh, I think I know one of your plans. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to uh, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse this evening. Wow, really? You know what we're going to eat? Um, I, I have a funny feeling. Steak. Oh, you are, you're going to go crazy and have steak? I am. You're not going to have the cordon bleu chicken? Uh, it's not cordon bleu, it's <laughs> isn't just... It? I no, it's cheese stuffed. I know it's it's stuffed chicken breast, and it's really good. And now all of a sudden, I'm starting to rethink. <laughs> well, well, the one thing I will tell you, if they are still serving it, is uh, to get the key lime pie. Oh, I, it is. I believe they are. They they were supposed to go f- uh, twelve months of the year on. They that. were talking about it, but uh, the last time I uh, talked to uh, Don, he said that that hadn't been quite finalized as of yet don leader their fearless leader so i'm like well hurry up and get that done because the best thing on your menu you only serve half the year (laughs) of course that's coming from someone who cannot stand pumpkin pie which they go to kind of a pumpkin cheesecake when key lime pie is not there and and luckily they don't make you eat it if you don't want to no but they take the key lime pie off the menu which in my opinion is not only just the best dessert on their menu, it may be the best key lime pie I've ever had anywhere. Pretty much whenever key lime pie is available, I do order it there. Uh, and I, I always get a Caesar salad. I, I just like, salads I like, are good. I like their Caesar salad. I mean, uh, there are a lot of places I don't like their Caesar salad. Mm. Uh, all their salads are really good. And, and the other thing I have even toyed with, I've never done this yet, yeah. but I've toyed with... Um, their appetizer, which is just fantastic, the crab stack. Mm-hmm. I've toyed with just ordering a couple of those as my dinner. Wouldn't be a bad idea. It's so good. So if you've never tried their crab stack, try that. Um, and I knows? have I have done the thing where uh, I had uh, crab cakes as uh, uh, an appetizer and then ended up ordering the larger version of crab cakes as a just because they were so good that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. As uh, the my entree. Wife, my wife orders those quite often as, yeah. as her entree when she's not in a steak mood. The uh, things we're going to be talking about this morning, we'll give you an update on the election results yesterday. Yes, there was an election yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, there were a lot of people in the state of Idaho who, for good reason, didn't have any idea because it didn't affect you at all. For instance, if you're in two of the largest school districts in Idaho, you didn't go to the polls yesterday. However, there were Treasure Valley uh, elections that happened yesterday. You could have taken your Chevy to vote for the levy. Mm -hmm. So we'll give you the update on that coming up here uh, shortly. Hurricane Idalia uh, makes landfall near Keaton Beach, Florida, and has now become a Category 4 earthquake, uh, earthquake, uh, hurricane. I like the one meteorologist who said, 
if you are within the uh, area where they are asking people to evacuate, do. And that's all he said. Yeah. You. Uh, the saying is you uh, hide from wind, run from water. And they are expecting the storm surge brought in by Hurricane Idalia uh-huh. to be 16 feet. So you which, hide from wind, run from water. So when it's wind and water, you run and hide. Yes. Okay. Um, and Governor DeSantis has already told the people, say, you know, days ago, saying you should evacuate. If you don't evacuate and you're in an emergency situation, there is nothing we can do for you. So if you decide, <laughs> you make your own decision that you're going to try and weather out 16-foot storm surge, which, by the way, would go to the roof of your house, he said there's no way that our emergency crews are going to get for, for you. So you're making a, no. deci- a life-and-death decision, so choose wisely. Yeah, Governor DeSantis uh, said it's going to be necessary to evacuate, and now all we have to do is convince the Democrats, too. <laughs> um so that's happening um it, it's interesting to see how quickly this has changed um just two days ago they thought that this would just be a tropical storm and then it started picking up speed it became a category one hurricane then uh, jumped quickly to category three and as i mentioned uh now starting to be listed as category yeah. four with sustained winds up to 130 miles per hour all I know for sure is that if we make a big deal out of it, it will probably dissipate. And if we forget to talk about it, it will probably wipe out half the state. I didn't realize this is the, uh, with as many hurricanes as hit Florida, this is the first time a hurricane has ever in history hit this area. It, Tampa, St. Petersburg? The, the, the uh, what do they call that, the bend? Just all I know is Tampa Bay. Yeah, but be- yeah. between the, the, the panhandle and the oh, rest. The, oh, the armpit. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Um, so they, they've never had a hurricane. The, the people who are dealing with this, I know a lot of people when we're sitting across the country and we don't deal with hurricanes other than Hillary that we just had to deal with. Yeah. We will rebuild, by the way. Um, we have the technology. That this area, the people who live there have never had to deal with this ever before. So, Which is weird, because you would have thought every inch of yeah. Florida had experienced a hurricane well, at some point. That's what I thought. It's like as many times as you've seen hurricane. Um, now, is it the only time they've ever experienced hit. one, or is this the only direct hit? Uh, the only time, the direct hit. I okay. mean, they may have seen winds from hitting yeah, other areas, true. but it's never come in. Because there's always like some residual of, of yeah. other ones. Yeah, well, just like us. You know, you, you wouldn't think a hurricane would have anything to do with Idaho because we're so far inland, but mm-hmm. we got the remnants of Hurricane also, Hillary a couple also, of weeks ago. We're in the west, and most of them are in the southeast. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be affecting uh, some football this weekend. It's going to be affected. It's already affected the uh, Tampa Bay Rays because they play in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're at the point of the season where you just can't wipe out, you know, five, six, seven days of games, you're going to have to move those around because the playoffs are going to get underway here in another month. You can't say, well, the next time we meet, we'll have a doubleheader because the next time you meet will be next season. Yes. Uh, Also, if you're up this morning, um, you might want to check out towards the uh, southeast. Um, While the moon is still up this morning and while it's dark enough to actually see it, um, we have a rare moon phenomenon that's going to be happening this morning. It'll be going tonight and tomorrow. Um, And that rare moon is a uh, super blue moon. 
And what oh, that so means... anything that's going to happen once in a blue moon is going to happen today or tomorrow? Well, it's because there is. this is the second full moon of the month, ah. number one. Uh, and it's a super blue moon because this is the closest that the moon will ever get to the Earth. So I even noticed it this morning. I'm like, wow, that looks really big. And it does appear bigger. It's about 11% bigger than what the moon normally looks like mm-hmm. because it is closer to the Earth. So uh, I say this is rare and might, why you might want to pick a, pick this morning or tonight or tomorrow morning to look at it um, because there's a chance that some of you who are listening to us will not be here the next time that this happens. Which will be... 2032. Okay. So uh, that's the next... The, the last time it happened was 2009. He's now I'm figuring... Uh, yeah, your birthday. Well, think, will you I'm be thinking, around on your birthday I'm, next I'm, time? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I better <laughs> check it out. KVOI News Time 615. Those are just some of the things we're talking Fair about this yeah. morning. Uh, we'll also talk about Canyon County Business. Uh, Canyon County Commissioner Leslie Van Beek will be in. We're talking about a new budget that has been passed in Canyon County, among other things. That's all coming up uh, about 8.30 this morning. Right now, your first check on what's going on with sports. Once again, brought to you by our good friends at Pork Belly and Cuda, Chef Wally, the executive chef, and all his workers uh, there this morning cooking up deliciousness just for you and you and you. And then there's enough left over for everybody else, too. Get into Pork Belly when they open up at 7 a.m. this morning. In the modern age of baseball salaries, it's not uncommon for a major league team with a losing record late in the season to perform a salary dump. They figure they're not going to make the playoffs, so they either trade or simply release some of the top players. It tends to anger the fans, but it keeps the owner from being charged a luxury tax. And isn't that the important thing? The Los Angeles Angels are currently seven games under five hundred, and Tuesday they placed six of their players on waivers. Since it's after the August 1st trade deadline, if those players are claimed off waivers by any other team, the Angels at this point won't receive any compensation for them. The players are starting pitcher Lucas Giolito, relief pitchers Matt Moore, Dominic Leone, and Reynaldo Lopez, and outfielders Hunter Renfro and Randall Grichuk. Four of those players, Giolito, Leone, Lopez and Grichuk were only acquired by the Angels a month ago in hopes of making a postseason run, but injuries to Mike Trout and Shohei Otani have made doing that considerably more difficult. In the NFL, the deadline to cut rosters ahead of opening week, which is next week, passed yesterday afternoon. Some notable cuts in the past few days have included former Boise State players. Wide receiver John Hightower was uh, let go by the Los Angeles Chargers. Quarterback Brett Rippon was cut by the Los Angeles Rams. The Vikings cut linebackers Curtis Weaver and Tanner Vallejo. And tackle John Ojuku was cut by the Tennessee Titans. That's sports. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. I have one question, Dr. Frankenstein. That's Frankenstein. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. No matter what you hear in there, no matter how cruelly I beg you, no matter how terribly I may scream, do not open this door or you will undo everything I've worked for. Do you understand? Do not open this door. Let me see here. Uh, <laughs> Open the door. Open the door. <laughs> Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Fra- Frank. Fra- that. Uh, Mary Wollstonecraft 
Shelley. That's Frankenstein. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, got it. Um, National Frankenstein Day today. Chris Walton's birthday. Thank Coincidence? You very much. I Hopefully don't think not. so. Because it's also Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley's birthday. Mm-hmm. She was born uh, slightly before I was in 1797. She wrote the um, book. By the way, uh, she didn't write the movie. She wrote the book that was turned into a movie uh, back in 1818. So, right. it made, happy Chris. wasn't made into a movie until later, of course. Happy Chris Walton Frankenstein Day. Yay. Frankenstein. I guess I, I got that wrong once again. Steen. <laughs> yeah, Frankens, Frankenstein. 208 336 By the way, it's also National Whale Shark Day, National Beach Day, National Grief Awareness Day. That, Nas- that was probably, National that was, Beach Day has gotten a lot bigger this year. It was probably invented by my mother 58 years ago. National Beach Day has gotten bigger because uh, we learned this year that that is Ken of Barbie and Ken's job. All right. He he beaches. He beaches. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 a beach. He's he's the best beacher. Um, you know, um, they wanted to have a beach off, and Barbie had to stop him in the movie from having a beach off. Nobody is going to have a beach off. Wow! But that is his job. Like he, I say, it's also I'm just beach. National Grief Awareness Day, National Toasted Marshmallow Day. I could go for that. National Slinky Day, and Willing to Lend a Hand Wednesday. Okay. So, you know. Now you're informed. So probably Frankenstein Day is the most fun thing. Also on the way today, I uh, have a chance for you to pick up your tickets to Chicago, which is happening on Sunday night. Once again, should be uh, great weather for an outdoor concert, the Idaho Botanical Garden, the Outlaw Field. Your chance to win. You're going to have a chance to uh, text in to win coming up here this morning. So be ready to do that. We'll give you all the details on how to win that. We have another $50 gift to get to Land Ocean that we'll be giving away for our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. And once again, if you want to take part in the show, feel free. 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-5264. Phone lines are always open while we're on uh, for you to take part in the show. You can also, if you would like, and maybe you couldn't call, you can't call, or you're shy, you can email chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com or text us, which is the same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Six thirty-two. It is uh, fifty-six degrees in downtown Boise. Uh, it is game week. Boise State football versus Washington this Saturday. It is. I, I, I'm going to say top five games that scheduled for this weekend. It might be even the number one or number two game, um, and you can tell that it's a good game because ABC decided to put it on at one o'clock. Uh, of course, we are your voice for the Broncos, so it will be here on News Talk KBOI, as all games are have been. For the past 50 years, you'll be able to hear all the pregame activities beginning at 8.30 a.m. J.B.H., Richie Brockle start at 8.30. Bob Beeler, Pete Cavender at 12.30, and the kickoff happens at 1.30. You can listen live across the KBOI networks, 93.1 FM, 6.70 a.m. Everybody, KBOI.com, KBOI app, Google Play. Alexa, wherever you can get KBOI, you will hear the game. You're home for Boise State football since 1973. Um, we get a we we get a quick view of uh, early in the season what this team is going to be like. Is this going to be a special season? If they win this game, man, hype all of a sudden goes through the roof. <laughs> now, if they lose this game, in the grand scheme of things, 
other than maybe you know having a chance that's still not out of the realm by the way even if they lose this game they could still be in a new year's day bowl game because they have the whole rest of the year and they've got some really good teams on their schedule for the rest of the year um but if they could beat washington um especially can you remember chris you've you've been on this station since you were 37 years old 35 35 years old do you remember a time in that time i know there was because we haven't always had fantastic teams but in the last two decades do you remember a time when boise state opened the season as a 14 point underdog Mm, not off the top of my head. I couldn't think of a time we may have though. in the last couple of decades where Boise State was a 14-point underdog against anybody. Might have been to, I don't know, Georgia or Virginia Tech or one of those back in the 80s. We weren't, no. That we ended up beating them. Yeah, you know? we, we, were, we weren't the favorites against those two teams, but we were not 14-point underdogs. Mm. But you might remember those were also very good teams held by Kellen Moore. Um, and that's kind of the... Scary thing about this situation, um, I, I I have my fingers crossed. I have high hopes for Boise State. Um, high apple pie in the sky hopes? Just looking at how good Washington State is, or Washington, Washington rather, and how good their offense was last year and almost the entire offense, with the exception of running back uh, returning, um, it's going to be hard for Boise State's defense to get any pressure. And I, I, I say that because if you remember the best teams Kellen Moore had, mm-hmm. their quarterback is pretty much just like Kellen Moore. He's a left-handed quarterback. He doesn't get sacked, and he doesn't throw interceptions. He he uses the the receiver, the receiving game, as a run game. So he'll throw you know three steps and throw five-yard out and then that per, that receiver will take it for 7 to 10 yards which is just like handing off a football to the running back only he's doing a passing got sacked 5 times all of last year cuz he just he gets rid of the ball so quickly so this is this is going to be uh, a really fun game to watch it, it, i man i would love to see Boise State win this game if you put a gun to my head and said you have to put $100 on this game mm-hmm. um i would probably take the 14 points and Boise State, right? Straight up, uh, I couldn't take Boise State and straight up, no matter how much the payday would have. No, would I, be, I, I understand that too. I mean, I uh, looked at all the stats and things from last year and kind of determined that my predicted score is thirty-eight twenty-eight, but Boise State's the one with twenty-eight. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I I do too. I, I used to say on the beginning of every game that they'd say, "What's your prediction?" And I'd say, "I think Boise State's going to win this one, fifty-six to nothing." <laughs> No matter who they were playing, yeah, I I I, I do like uh, Bob Beeler uh, his thoughts on the game, thinking that if Boise State can get their run game going, and by the way, running quarterbacks gave Washington trouble last year. Good. Um, if Boise State can we, get their run game have, going, we have a good one. Yeah, and they can shorten the game, kind of like Air Force does, where you just don't have that many. <laughs> um, possessions right when you play air force because they do sustained drives running it down the field if boise state can do that and cut down the number of possessions that washington gets uh, i think that would help out boise um, state immensely but we'll find out once again all the action coming up that comes up this week you'll hear it on news talk kboi uh pre-game gets underway early in the morning it's uh 8 so make plans to spend the day with news talk kboi Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. 
This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 643. Jack Thomas was 66 years old when he went missing on June 15th, 2016. While hiking in the backcountry near Atlanta, about 35 miles east of Idaho City. Now, seven years later... Oh, Atlanta, Idaho. Yes. They have finally found his remains. No. Happened on uh, Monday. Boise and Elmore County officials searched for Thomas for about two weeks after he went missing near Queens River Trailhead. The Nampa man had transmitted his location using a satellite GPS device back on June 15th of 2016, but did not return as expected the next day. Boise County Coroner Pam Garlock... um, said that she was able to identify Thomas's remains for certainty due to a serial number on the medical device used in a knee replacement. Oh, wow. She said that he probably succumbed to hypothermia due to a fall. Searchers uh, located, before finding the remains, items like Thomas's ice axe, iPod, cell phone. They had a clear picture of where to continue searching when they found those items. Eventually, they found the skeletal remains a day pack, and a satellite GPS device. He was a seasoned hiker, loved spending time in the backcountry by himself, and unfortunately, uh, when you spend time in the backcountry by yourself, yeah. an emergency like that happens. Even, even with the, the, the number of things that he had, the GPS device, the, uh, the cell phone, um, you know, when an emergency happens, you're by yourself and you don't have any, any help. For reference, see the movie 127 Hours. Another good example. Um, you have to say, though, that at the very least, you've probably, as a family member, given up hope on something like this. But it is nice to know that you can get some finality in the fact that they did find the remains and you now officially know what uh, closure what happened. Yeah. yeah, you get some closure on it. So, KBOI News Time is 645. Time for another check on what's going on with sports. Once again this morning. Looking to uh, get uh, some hot coffee, maybe some iced coffee, or an energy drink as you head off to work this morning? Good place to do that is the coffee drive through at Pork Belly in CUNA. Once again, the drive through opens up at the same time. Don't even have to get out of your car. You just go through, order whatever you're going to take, and head off to work. Get into Pork Belly today. Check out their menu if you'd like, theporkbellyidaho.com. San Francisco Giants pitcher Alex Cobb Tuesday night came within one out of throwing a no-hitter. But with two outs in the ninth inning and the crowd on its feet, Reds second baseman Spencer Steer hit a long line drive. Right fielder Luis Matos sprinted at full speed toward the ball and leaped into the air, but the ball was just beyond his reach and fell what for a, a double. Bummer. It scored uh, Nick Senzel, who had walked earlier in the inning. That broke up the no-hitter and the shutout. But Cobb then got the last batter out to at least preserve the still impressive complete game one hitter ohio state wrestler sammy sasso spent three days in the intensive care unit after two teenagers allegedly shot him in the gut and stole his car near the ohio state campus august 18th sasso sustained severe nerve damage to his spine and will have to undergo rehab to relearn how to walk 12 days after the shooting sasso was still being treated in a hospital acute care unit monday in columbus A 16-year-old male and 15-year-old female were charged with aggravated robbery and felonious assault in the attack. Sasso's car was recovered August 20th. His family has started a GoFundMe page. Sasso has endured two surgeries, one to remove the bullet from his spine, 
the other an emergency operation to reconstruct his colon. Sasso is a four-time wrestling All-American and two-time defending Big Ten champion at 149 pounds. That's sports. Day from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Some members of the Republican Freedom Caucus... September 30th government shutdown. Unless Democrats make dramatic spending cuts and the Defense Department ends an abortion travel policy from states where it's no longer allowed. White House reaction? There shouldn't be no reason, right, for Congress uh, to shut down the government. Spokesperson Corinne Jean-Pierre says Democrats are ready to pass spending bills. 30 days from today, government will be shut down once again. Man, it seems like we're doing this every three or four months, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because we did do it we just are. three months ago. Now, I know a lot of people are going, oh, it's 30 days. Congress has, you know, that's, that's plenty of time for them to work out a deal. Um, it's not really 30 days because Congress does not come back in session. They're on vacation. They get to take a whole month off of August. Will not be back until after the Labor Day holiday. I think the House comes back right after Labor Day, but the Senate's not due back in session mm. until uh, September 11th. So they really are only going to have about uh, 19 days to get this done. So they're kind of racing the clock to fund the government ahead of the September 30th deadline as the threat of the shutdown looms. A, a handful of hardline Republicans um, are brushing it off, even embracing the possibility of a shutdown, arguing that bringing the government to a halt is more acceptable than allowing the country to continue on its current spending trajectory. Which we've been on for, what, about 250 years now? Mm, Yeah. 85%, this is according to Representative Bob Bob Good of uh, Virginia, 85% or so of the government continues to operate during a shutdown. Most of Americans won't even miss it if the government is shut down. Senator Mike Crapo is one of those people who have, uh, you know, come home and to do work from home during this time off. I know some legislators don't like to call it a vacation, but that's kind of what it is. They take the whole month of uh, August off, and that is why he was able to be here with Nate Shellman yesterday on the show. Um, if you want to hear the whole podcast, he was here, took questions from callers, was here for about an hour yesterday. You can hear it on the Nate Shellman podcast at KBOI.com. A couple highlights, though, of that interview I want to give you this morning. For those of you who may have missed it, he talks about the government shutdown um, and how it could... Uh, affect us here in Idaho. You know, I want to go through a little bit of history there, though. You're you're right. We've had shutdown battles for for a long time now mm-hmm. because we have not. We've been in gridlock over this spending. In fact, the only time we didn't really have a shutdown battle in the last few years is when the Democrats controlled it all and they crammed through seven trillion dollars plus in debt finance spending over two years. Right. And I'm just gonna. I I made a little sheet here of what that means. Okay. Everybody knows we're dealing with inflation, and everybody probably saw the latest inflation report was down around 3%. Uh-huh. But every time they do those inflation reports, that's the increase over the last month. Okay. And if you look at the total inflationary increase since President Biden took office, overall it is 16.9%. Electricity is up 24%, natural gas 23%, energy 38%, gasoline 54%. And these are the statistics that mean so much to Idaho. The average 
household expenditure mm-hmm. in America, and Idaho's is a little higher than this, is $912 a month more than it was at the beginning of the presidency for the same set of goods and services. That means 11, Idahoans are spending around $11,000 a year more for the same thing they had to buy two and a half years ago. And one last statistic. Mm-hmm. The interest rate today right. is the highest it's been in 22 years. And what does that mean? The average mortgage payment today is $1,018 a month. And that is 87% higher than it was two and a half years ago. These are the kinds of things that, are, that Americans and Idahoans are talking about, and that is the kind of thing that is the reason for the shutdown battle. He also uh, went on to go, uh, talk about this, Senator Mike Crapel, by the way, on with Nate Shulman yesterday, um, about what he says to those Republicans from the Freedom Caucus who are calling for a shutdown. The bottom line, what what I say is the battle over a shutdown is a very legitimate battle. Mm-hmm. The history I referenced earlier and didn't didn't remember to go into is, if you look at the shutdown battles that we have had over the last decade, mm-hmm. what the Republicans demanded in those shutdown battles was some kind of fiscal restraint that got us on a pathway to reduce the overpowering spending. And that's been successful in most of the shutdown battles. So to those who say that we need a shutdown battle, I actually agree that we need to have a battle over that. We cannot agree to a budget that keeps driving the spending and the inflation up. And That's now, a scholastic answer. Well, sure it is, but I'm, I wasn't done. Okay. <laughs> the bottom line is we can't actually, I, I believe it would be extremely damaging to actually get into a shutdown that lasted very long. Because that's going to do damage to the economy and to people's economic safety much more or equally, if not more, than the increased spending. But we have to control this spending. And I believe we can get into that kind of a shutdown battle and make that kind of progress. It worked the very last time we had one, just recently. Mm-hmm. Remember when President Biden refused to negotiate with McCarthy in the House for months and months and said, you guys are going to have to keep the government going and we're not giving a inch? He finally gave. Now, it wasn't a mile, but he gave a little bit, and we need to get more of a give and start the path to get going downward, and I believe we need to have that fight. Did it reduce spending? It reduced the rate of growth of spending. Now, look, <laughs> I see the smile on your face. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> you just asked me the that's real... Not, that's not rain, I'm feeling, either. So, <laughs> Well, I didn't say that we won the war, either, right. but we made progress in that war. We reduced the bleeding. And we need to continue to fight to reduce that bleeding. Kevin McCarthy um, is, of course, criticizing the shutdown. And this comes from mainly the Freedom Caucus members, uh, hardline conservatives that are um, trying to push this, trying to get spending to shut down, or that they're not going to pass the continuing resolution, which is what Kevin McCarthy wants to see so it can give him more time to work on this. Um, part of the thing that could get them to move on this is McCarthy is util- utilizing the argument that could appeal to some of those, and that is that without with the government shutdown coming, that would stop the investigation and the hearings going on, uh, investigations into the Biden administration. Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and the bribery allegations um, and the House committee that is investigating says 
that that would indeed shut down and stop any and all the hearings until there was either a continuing resolution or an agreement on the budget. If the bud, if the shutdown uh, of the government were to happen on the thirtieth, that would everybody that would pretty much end that. Everybody working at the hearings is a government employee. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. If you want to call in, we'll uh, get to some of your phone calls coming up after news at the bottom of the hour. We've got uh, check on what's going on here in just a few minutes with. Uh, Financial situation, Dow is up 68 points after being up again yesterday. Had a good day on the stock market, now going for four days in a row. We'll check in with Jeremiah coming up here in just a little bit. Right now, another check on what's going on with sports. Brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna, the place to go every day. Seven days a week, they're open from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. for breakfast and lunch. Get into Pork Belly today. In Manassas, Virginia, a man named Blarend Hoxa has been charged with malicious wounding after attacking a youth soccer coach with a metal water bottle on Saturday. Coach Vince Villanueva normally coaches the Potomac High School girls' soccer team and some girls' youth teams. On Saturday, he was a substitute coach for a youth boys' soccer game. According to Villanueva, during the game, he noticed one of his players, who appeared to be distraught, had gone into the bleachers and was talking to Hoxa, who is apparently the player's father. Villanueva approached the player to get him to return to the field. At that point, Villanueva says Hoxa grabbed him by the arm, pulled him off to one side of the seating area, and began beating him in the face with a metal water bottle similar to a thermos. Villanueva suffered a fractured orbital bone and had significant bruising on his face. Uh, Villanueva says that rather than shake off the attack, he will probably quit coaching any team below the high school level and might leave coaching altogether. I hope that he sues that dad for every penny that he's worth. (laughs) In the modern age of baseball salaries, it's not uncommon for a major league team with a losing record late in the season to perform a salary dump. They figure they're not going to make the playoffs, so they either trade or simply release some of the top players. It angers the fans generally, but it keeps the owner from being charged a luxury tax. The Los Angeles Angels are currently seven games under five hundred, and Tuesday they placed six of their players on waivers. Since it's after the August 1st trade deadline, if those players are claimed off waivers by any other team, the Angels at this point won't receive any compensation for them. The players are starting pitcher Lucas Giolito, relief pitchers Matt Moore, Dominic Leone, and Reynaldo Lopez, and outfielders Hunter Renfro and Randall Grichuk. Four of those players, Giolito, Leon, Lopez, and Grichuk, were only acquired by the Angels a month ago in hopes of making a postseason run, but then injuries to center fielder Mike Trout and uh, pitcher-designated hitter Shohei Otani have made doing that considerably more difficult. That's sports. Casper and Chris on Google Play. We are News Talk KBOI. It's ahead of the opening here in a few minutes. Uh, today will be uh, day number four of uh, seeing uh, positive movement on uh, the stock market. However, Jeremiah, today I want to talk about something that happened uh, earlier this week. Changes uh, in 401k. It's kind of a good news, uh, bad news uh, story for people who are over the age of 50, right? 
Yeah, I, I think that's actually a good way to put it. So the Secure Act 2.0, there was a lot of items inside of that piece of legislation that was recently passed in December of last year. But this particular change, or I guess delay, has to do with your employer retirement plan. So think of 403Bs, 457s, the more traditionally known 401Ks, and it has to do specifically with catch-up contributions. Let's just take this year, for example. The 401k contribution limit is 22500 However, if, you are 50, if you're age 50 or older, you can do an additional 7500 bucks. So reality is, if you wanted to, you could do a total contribution into one of these employer retirement plans of $30,000. Tax, Tax-free, right? Yeah, t- tax-free on the contributions going in if you make that election, right? So, And here's kind of the idea behind it. If you're age 50 or older, generally, you are in your highest income earning years. So you're really using these these employer retirement plans as not only as a, a tax-efficient savings, savings vehicle, but to also lower your tax headwinds. So it's a nice nice thing to have in your back pocket. And now insert Secure Act 2.0, which basically says, hey, starting in 2020, in 2024, that catch up contribution cannot go in pre tax. It has to go in after tax as a Roth designation. So meaning you're, if you're used to doing that catch up contribution on a pre tax basis, it's almost like you're now recognizing $7,500 of extra income. So not much time to really prepare or get things in order to really adjust for that potential tax bogey. So now the the Internal Revenue Service was getting some pushback from these plan sponsors because it's really an administrative task and turmoil to really update all these 401k plans, 403 and 457 plans to adjust for that Roth catch-up. So the good news is that those pre-tax contributions, you can continue to get that tax savings for tax years 2024 and 2025. This is going to go into effect 2026 from what we know right now. So again, I think the takeaway on this is, I know there's a lot of focus on markets and investments. I think the most focus for individuals, especially when you're getting in your 50s, is taxes. How do you save on taxes? Because we know that the the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, that's going to sun a lot of those tax provisions. That's going to sunset 2025. So again, how can you insulate yourself from high, from a higher tax uh, bill? Well, you're seeing some changes on the horizon. Now's the time to start being forward looking, and how can you insulate yourself from these tax adjustments? Uh, there's also some news uh, out this morning. Let's switch over to uh, digital currency. Yeah, this was huge news yesterday. We got a huge bump. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on this morning when we had an underperforming jobs report. But on the cryptocurrency side, you had a big, I guess a big, uh, a big adjustment or a big win for the cryptocurrency space where you had an appeals court overturning the SEC's decision on a, Basically, you have Grayscale, which provides a Bitcoin um, investment trust. So it's a way for you to invest in Bitcoin without actually having to actually buy the exact Bitcoin. Well, the SEC uh, had a, basically a, a an appeal or, I guess, a judgment against them saying that, hey, we're not going to allow them to move to an exchange-traded fund. The, well, the appeals court overturned that decision. So this is kind of a big deal because now it's essentially stating that the SEC is no, uh, they don't have 
unbridled decision-making on the cryptocurrency space. And you're seeing these courts give some pushback. You're seeing the the lawsuit against Coinbase and, and Binance. That's getting some pushback. You're having Fidelity. You have BlackRock attempting to get these Bitcoin ETF exchange-traded right. funds approved. So this is a big tailwind for cryptocurrency. That's why you're seeing Bitcoin up over $27,000 a token. All right. Uh, we'll keep an eye on things as it opens up here in a few minutes. Get a couple more updates from you today and talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, gents. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 741, uh, Dow is up over 70 points. Standard & Poor, NASDAQ uh, at uh, the open, all basically flat so far this morning. So there's your, your latest update as the uh, stock market just opened up about nine minutes ago. We're ahead of uh, just a couple minutes away from sports. This isn't really a sports story, although it is around sports. And I asked this question a little while ago, just how fat are you that you can stick a gun in the rolls of your belly fat and be able to walk around? Like, like that's your holster. Your belly fat rolls are your, your gun holster. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, I mean, because, hey, I'm not the most svelte guy in the world, but there is no belly roll on me where I can take a gun and hide it in my belly fat rolls and then walk around with it, right? Uh, I would I would guess not. I can't. Now, if you think that's fat, this person was so fat. How fat was she? That she not only walked around with the gun in her belly fat rolls, but when she walked through the metal detector... The metal detector couldn't get through all the fat rolls to detect the gun and the belly fat rolls. That's how fat she was. She snuck a gun into the Chicago White Sox baseball game last weekend by hiding it in the rolls of her belly fat. The one thing I'm uh, forgetting to mention... Because, you know, Chicago. The one thing I'm forgetting to mention, it was a shotgun. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. No, I... Our producer so is like, she what? Was, what? So That's she fat. was, so she was fat and really tall, or what's the deal? Um, the only reason you may be wondering, it's like, well, if she was hiding it, how do how do we know that she was hiding it in her belly or her belly rolls? Because once she got the gun into the White Sox game, she accidentally shot somebody, including herself, a little bit, including grazing herself. Mm-hmm. So she snuck the gun in. It accidentally went off. Apparently, her belly rolls pulled the trigger. It grazed her abdomen and then hit another woman in the leg. Here's one of the fans that was in the stands uh, during the shooting. They had to walk through all the metal detectors. They were going off for people's watches and stuff, and then they, you know, they do a double check and stuff. So I don't know how somebody got in there like that. We kind of felt like it was BS at first, but, I mean, I don't know why they would say that if it didn't happen. You know... The reason why it happened is because she's so fat she could hide it in her belly rolls. If you were how hiding, does, if you were hiding your wristwatch in your belly rolls, that wouldn't have set it off. Set how, it off either. How does that work though? That flesh can block uh, a metal detector from detecting metal. Not just flesh, fat and flesh. Apparently, there's so much fat that it couldn't get through the belly rolls. Again. Because they're so, she's so fat. How fat is she? So fat that she could hide a gun in her oh, belly rolls right. and not set off the metal detector. I'm just saying, logistically, it, it just... Hey, hey, hey! Still things seems like there are things wrong. 
there's a lot wrong with this story. <clears throat> well, true. Yeah. Like I said, you know, I'm not a skinny guy in any way, shape, or form. But there is no that's way I'm sticking you, a gun and walking around. I, I, I just don't have that type of fat that's rolls. That's why you have to check your gun at the door. <laughs> wow. And so lucky that this could have been so much more dangerous. Not just hitting another woman in the leg could have seriously hurt or killed somebody, including mm-hmm. herself, uh, because it grazed her when it went off. Final check on sports now for you, uh, brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. Place to go if you want breakfast, lunch, and a lot of great food, all made from scratch with love every morning by Chef Wally and his staff. Get into Pork Belly. They opened up 45 minutes ago, and they're ready to serve you. In the NFL, the deadline to cut rosters ahead of opening week, which is next week, passed yesterday afternoon. Some notable cuts in the past few days have included former Boise State players. Wide receiver John Hightower was cut by the Los Angeles Chargers. Quarterback Brett Rippon was cut by the L.A. Rams. The Vikings cut linebackers Curtis Weaver and Tanner Vallejo. And tackle John Ujuku was cut by the Tennessee Titans. San Francisco Giants pitcher Alex Cobb Tuesday night came within one out of throwing a no-hitter, but with two outs in the ninth inning and the crowd on its feet, Reds second baseman Spencer Steer hit a long line drive. Right fielder Luis Matos sprinted at full speed toward the ball and leaped into the air, but the ball was just beyond his reach and fell for a double, scoring Nick Senzel, who had walked earlier in the inning. That broke up the no-hitter and the shutout, but Cobb then got the last batter out of the game to at least preserve the still impressive complete game one-hitter. That's sports. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.52. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. Phone lines open as usual at 208-336-3700. That's toll-free from wherever you might be listening. You can also email us or text us. By the way, text number, same as our main number. Coming up in about uh, 10 minutes or so, we'll give you the details how you can win your tickets to see Chicago live in concert coming up here on Sunday night. Idaho Botanical Garden. Um, you're going to text to win this morning. Don't text us now. You have to wait till I tell you. You have a specific thing you're going to be texting this morning. Uh, also, Chris gave you an uh, update on uh, some of the players, former Boise State players, um, that were cut yesterday. Uh, a few more updates. Uh, by the way, I will say the one I'm surprised with, John Hightower cut by the Chargers mm-hmm. just because he had been throughout training camp one of their top wide receivers. Um, I have a funny feeling he's going to be back with the Chargers because once the cuts are made, then you can bring them back to your practice squad. And I think he's going to be one of the players brought back to the practice squad. And as we know, the Chargers' offensive coordinator has Boise State ties because it's Kellen Moore. It's not the only Charger released uh, yesterday, or a former Boise State player released by the Chargers yesterday. David Moa was also cut. George Tarlis, cut by the uh, Raiders. Curtis Weaver, I think you mentioned Weaver, cut mm-hmm. by the Vikings. Um, As was Tanner Vallejo. Uh, John Molchan, cut by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers also. So if you're wondering who are the players left, former Boise State players, Cedric Wilson, uh, he restructured his contract yesterday. 
So he's with he, the Dolphins. He's now, with right? the Dolphins. He yeah. restructured his contract yesterday. Charles Leno Leno well, uh, is with, with your team. Commanders. Again, he's a starting left tackle. He's had a long NFL career. Mm-hmm. John Bates, also with the Commanders. Yeah. Uh, he's their backup tight end. Right. Ezra Cleveland, another long time. Uh, he was drafted, what, three, four years ago? Left guard, starting left guard for the Vikings. Alexander Madison will be the starting RB1, running back one right. for the Vikings this year. Khalil Shakur, um, now clearly entrenched as wide receiver number three for the Buffalo Bills. They're expecting a big year out of him. Uh, Jeremy McNichols, I didn't even realize he was playing with the 49ers. 49ers, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's uh, with the 49ers, running back on the defensive side to Marcus Lawrence. There's a guy who has had a really good, long career with the Cowboys. He's been a starter since he got there. Um, of course, Leighton Van Der Esch is also there and has done a starter linebacker. Mm-hmm. Scott Matlock uh, is still with the Chargers. He wasn't drafted, you remember. Right. Um, and he made it with the Chargers. J.L. Skinner with the Broncos and Tyreek Jones. J.L. Skinner, uh, despite uh, Mark Wahlberg's begging, didn't go to the Patriots. No. Uh, Tyreek Jones, also not drafted. He ended up making uh, the Titans, Tennessee yeah, Titans team. Perfect. So congratulations to all the uh, BSU Broncos. Don't forget, uh, a whole new slate of possible NFL players will begin playing with Boise State coming up this weekend. Uh, they will definitely be playing against some NFL people that will be playing in the NFL next year in this game. Guaranteed players who will be chosen by the NFL in the draft next year, uh, at, at playing least, for Washington. At least two we can, uh, th- that we know of. We can yes. definitely guarantee. Yes. Um, 10th-ranked University of Washington game day gets underway early, 8.30 in the morning. Jay Bates, Richie Brock will start off your day. Then Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender check in at 12.30. Kickoff will begin uh, play-by-play with the aforementioned Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender. 1.30, you'll hear it all across our network, 93.1. FM, 670 AM, KBOI.com, the KBOI app, Google Play. You'll hear it on Alexa. Am I missing it? iHeart app. You'll hear it on TuneIn app. You'll hear it all across uh, all of those. So we are your home for Boise State football since 1973. Season gets underway this coming Saturday. By the way, you want to listen in all season long because we will have your free tickets to all the Boise State home games here on News Talk KBOI. More tickets for free than anywhere else. So be listening as the season goes on here on your home for the Boise State Broncos. Don't forget, still on the way um, here in 20 minutes. We've got the $50 gift certificate we're going to be giving away. We'll tell you how to win that with our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. Then after the top of the hour, how you can get your Chicago tickets. Those are all on the way within the next few minutes. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good band. Chicago will be in town coming up this weekend. Sunday night, Outlaw Field, the Idaho Botanical Garden. Great place to uh, see an outdoor show. And we have your tickets. Giving them all uh, this week. Giving away all this week. And today uh, is your chance to win again. Uh, coming up here for the next hour, going to give you a chance to text and win. 208-336-3700 is our text number. And today, you will uh, just have to text in... Happy birthday, Chris, because it is Chris's birthday today. Yay! 
Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Happy birthday, Chris. That's mm-hmm. all you have to text. Nothing else. No questions. Just happy birthday, Chris. 208-336-3700. Everybody who texts us in between now and the end of our text contest, and I'll tell you when that is. It'll be an hour from right now. Um, you will be in on the grand prize drawing. One person will be chosen at random to get those free tickets for Sunday night's concert. Um, and I know a lot of people go, well, wait, I, I got to work early Monday. Uh, it's Labor Day. Most people have Labor Day off, so uh, it could be a good night to go out and see a great concert once again coming up this week. Undoubtedly, weekend. somebody's out there going, you know, I'd love to win those tickets, but I'm not going to text that. Dow Futures uh, started out this morning up about 60 points. We're up double almost that now, or over double that now, 143 points on the Dow. Um, can do it again today. We'll look at four straight days of updates on the Dow. If they can, uh, can continue to do that um, today, the uh, S&P and NASDAQ still fairly flat. Um, we'll keep you updated throughout the day once again here today. Our phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, before I give you election results yesterday, yeah, there was an election yesterday. Um, not a concern for uh, a good portion of the people because there are only a few places that had bond and levy elections going on. Uh, I had to tell this story yesterday. All right. So yesterday I went home. Uh, I have the best builder. John Cotner Construction built our home and um, had heard me talking about um, how much my electricity was. So he he had called up and said, hey, look, we're, I'm going to send some people over. And we're going to find out yeah, why your bill was what short of six hundred bucks or something. Five hundred seventy-four dollars. Yeah, five seventy-four. Yeah. and it, there, he just said there's no reason that it should be that high. So he he was going to send some people over. Called up and said, "I'm sending some people over. We're going to get this figured out and why what where the drain is coming and all that." So he sent some people over yesterday. Um, I have people coming over from. Idaho Power that are going to be checking out and see if there's mm-hmm. uh, like maybe a neighbor who has plugged in an extension cord to their home. Uh, <laughs> do you live? Do you live next door to a Tesla dealership? I by know, yeah, like something crazy is going on. Anyway, so he sent those people over yesterday, and he came over to you and introduced me. Um, and Greens Heating and Air is one of our sponsors here also, and they're the ones that put in my HVAC system. And I got introduced to Mike Casper yesterday. Did you? Yes. Um, Cat Mike Casper spelled with a C, however. So somebody named Mike Casper. Mike came Casper to, came to, to your house, to my meet, house. Yep, to meet you. Um, and and the, the reason I'm telling this story is because he <laughs> he goes, "You're the Mike Casper." He goes, "I've wanted to meet you for a while now." And I go, "Oh, why is that?" He goes, "I needed to tell you thank you so much for getting my mom free coffee for so long." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he said, uh, "My mom would go into her coffee shop." and get her coffee every day, and she would pay with her credit card and would see the name Casper, and they go, oh, are you Mike Casper's mom? And she goes, why, yes, I am. am. Coffee for you is free. Free coffee. (laughs) And finally, he goes, mom, he goes, it's not me they're giving you free coffee Mm -hmm. for. They think you're the mother of Mike Casper on the radio. (laughs) Uh, I said, well, and, so, and and the funny thing is, like, my dad would explain that to him. Oh no, no, no! It's <laughs> it's it's not me. You're giving me free things for the wrong reason. No, she she thought it was because they knew uh, her son, Mike Casper, who worked at Greens. <laughs> there. there we That's go. That's why she was getting. And I, I told him, I said, hey, 
My mom lives, you know, in north central Idaho. She would never take advantage of this. She doesn't Mm -hmm. drink coffee. So you tell your mom, keep taking that free coffee and good health to her. I guess that brings some balance to the universe. (laughs) My, my, my dad, what came, my, my folks came up to Boise one time. I think I was probably turning 21 or 22. And we went out to eat, and there was a place where on your birthday you could eat for free. Mm -hmm. And so we go in, and my dad immediately says to the, uh, you know, the person seating everybody, "Hey, uh, his it's his birthday." So and she says, "Well, and he gets a free meal." And then as we get the check, my dad says, "Now I guess this is all right. His actual birthday is tomorrow." (laughs) Dad, and you know what? Do you know what? It wasn't okay. Did they did they charge? Yes, <laughs> Dad, keep your mouth shut. He was just, he, that's how honest he was. Oh I mean, my he just... God. Uh, real quickly before we get into Bronco sports today, uh, Valley View School District supplemental levy. Uh, if you're curious, passed yesterday. Uh, yes votes fifty five point nine percent. No forty four percent. Just needed a simple majority to pass. Uh, what will this mean uh, if you live in the uh, Valley View School District? You're going to be paying $76 per $100,000 of taxable assessed value per year more. So on a half-million-dollar house, you're going to be paying about $400 more a year for your taxable. It won't quite be that much because next year it will replace another um, tax that goes away. So it's only going to be about another 40 some dollars a month. At at least that doesn't sound the least bit complicated for people. Uh, Valley School District, Jerome County, uh, passed 60 to 39%. Once again, just needed a simple majority. Castleford School District, Owyhee and Twin Falls Counties, uh, also passed 75 to 24%. Uh, there's only one in the state that did not pass yesterday, and that was Shoshone School District, Lincoln and Jerome Counties. Uh, their special general obligation bond needed a 66.67% supermajority to pass. It uh, came down 56% to 43%. That's the and, only one in the state that did not pass. And it's, and it's an obligation. <laughs> yeah. KBOI News Time is 8.13. Stick around. Coming up, we've got your chance. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. It is a $50 gift certificate once again to Land Ocean. We'll get to that right after Bronco Sports today. A great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 8.35, he's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. By the way, don't forget, you have about 20 more minutes. And we'll give you, I'll tell you what, we'll give you after the top of the hour. Text in, happy birthday, Chris. Chris Walton's birthday today. And you'll be in on the grand prize drawing to uh, win tickets to see Chicago. One person will be chosen at random. We've got a lot of people already getting in. But once again, all you have to do is uh, text HAPPY BIRTHDAY CHRIS. That's it. 208-336-3700. And uh, you'll be in on that grand prize drawing. We'll announce a winner coming up here next hour. Right now, been a while since uh, we've uh, talked to our uh, next guest. Canyon County Commissioner Leslie Van Beek is with us this morning. And because it's been a little while, um, we've got a lot to talk about. And uh, a good portion of this is going to be, um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where to, you know what? Let's, let's hold off on the budget. Because okay. I know there's a meeting tonight on uh, on the budget, and there are some things I want to talk about on the budget. Okay. Um, but since this happened yesterday, let's start a little bit on the election, because you live in the Valley View School District, so you voted yesterday in the election as, as a good American. 
Should. Should vote. Absolutely. Um, but it, it, you, you have an anecdote on your voting experience yesterday, and this is a good thing uh, as a warning for everybody who does vote. So we've got a general election uh, again coming up in November, this November. We have a presidential election uh, next November. And something that probably, yeah. I don't think I've if ever you, done this. If you think you're paranoid now, wait till you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not wrong. People are going to hear this and go, but I've, we've got to tell this story about your experience voting in the Valley View School District bond levy yesterday. Yes, sir. I'm going to do that, but I'm going to make you hold. I'm going to put a teaser out there because mm. I do have to say, I'm not going to text, but I'm going to, I'm in the studio. Chris Walton, happy birthday. Oh, well, thank you, you guys very are much. my heroes. I know. So oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I, I listened to Chicago. <laughs> that was my error. But okay, so back to the real <laughs> question. So yes, I believe it is our right. It is a fundamental principle of good government that we can go in and vote. And so I was tired. It was late, but... My husband, he said, go down there. And so I did. And I am the type of person, and it does drive some people inherently nuts, but I have to read everything. So I went to the, what am I voting for? What am I going to fund? You have one thing you're voting on. You have one job. That's right. (laughs) And so I scrolled down to the end. It was a straight yes or no question. Right. Right. So on my vote, I pushed that. I looked at it. I've got the, uh, what is that, bifocal thing? Yeah. Progressives going. And so, you know, I'm confident. I get my ballot. And that's who I am. So I look, and the the what was you you do something that probably very few people do. I have never done this myself. I think I'm going to start to now. You printed out your ballot and looked and looked at it, right? Mm -hmm. And I was surprised. They said, "May I have your ballot?" I said, "No, you may not. This is not the same uh, vote that I cast." So it was opposite of what you voted on, or what you thought you voted on. That's true statement. Yeah. And so we were all a little bit perplexed. And so... Um, so let me get this straight. Okay. Y- you voted for Trump and it showed up Joe Biden? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> so, some that, people that, may a, make that. That's a different election, Mike. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. But we have one of those coming up next year. So we understand that voter integrity, the, integ- the process of the elections is hugely important. We get questions regularly from constituents concerned about and it's not just here concentrated in Canyon County, so I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. I'm saying there was potentially an anomaly that uh, your statement uh, could not be more true, that when you vote, you should take a look at that what it is that you've cast your ballot. And I am saying to you that they spoiled the ballot, went back through, and so there's two processes. You can look and scroll through what it is you're voting on, and that ability to vote is looks very different than if you don't take time to look at what you're voting on. So the order's reversed and the questions are... Interesting. Had anybody been there and voted before you? <laughs> yes, I'm quite sure they had. If has, you, had the same thing been happening? Well, I, you know, I asked, I said, do people look? She said, few. So if, you know... That's you, the scary part right there. Yeah. It's like, how do we know how many times this may have happened? Are you the, the only time it happened? Because I, I, I admit, I have never... You know, when I vote, I vote, and I don't go back and look and make sure that everything was printed out and make sure it, it, it was all right. But I am going to now. Well, yeah, you know what? That's the message, really, that we should give. Because in an age of technology, is anything bulletproof? Tell me where I can find it if it is. And we won't be able to afford it. But that, you, yeah. Speaking of technology, I want to get into that, too, because one of the biggest complaints, because I, I moved to Canyon County a couple of years ago, live in mm-hmm. Nampa now, and one of my biggest complaints is the amount of time that I have to wait 
in line to vote all because of the new technology that Canyon County has that, for instance, Ada County doesn't. Canyon County is all electronic voting now. Mm-hmm. And there are the voting machines are expensive, so it costs a lot of money to get those voting machines, so there's a limited number, and that's why it, people in Canada, why are we waiting so long to vote at my precinct or, or whatever? What is being done about that? I know you have a, a budget, and you've got a meeting coming up tonight on the budget that we'll get to some of the items on that, but that is one of the things in the budget tonight is, are we going to see less of the lines coming up? Well, here's what I can say. Commissioner Brooks, uh, District commissioner has been intentional on looking at precincts that is by statute what the commissioners are charged to approve and so he has been a very forward thinking and working with school districts trying to get some legislation working with local government and state government to get more precincts there was some consolidation of precincts so really what you're seeing is more people jammed into a, a space and is it hard to get uh, big enough polling places? Yes, it is. So I want to make sure that I shout out to people that say they work diligently to try to get those places. But when you have them big enough and the lines are long enough, you're just simply not going to get. And who is the biggest voting population? People that are older. They still believe in that constitutional right. So it is difficult sometimes to um, service the need that's there. So people are trying to find additional polling pl- locations. And now, you know, this is going to give me pause to look at what we're doing. Yeah. The- <laughs> The other thing that I have a question with with technology, and I don't understand, so you're going to have to explain this to me, or um, maybe somebody um, can explain it to me in the uh, auditor's office, um, but the technology that they have uh, for their voting machines was supported by Windows 7, which, by the way, has not been supported since 2020. How did that happen? No upgrades on the... That's a really great, if you get the papers version of Commissioner Brooks, how would God's green earth did this happen? I can't answer that question because I will tell you, I am proud. There are thousands of hours that have been dedicated by Mm -hmm. this Board of County Commissioners and our Chief Operating Officer to evaluate, and I know how many now because I've asked this question and no one's been able to answer it until this year, 56 budgets. And so when we're going through and looking at that and when I would, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to, when a board rubber stamps a proposal and there's no pushback on evaluating those at a deep level, our officers, our elected constitutional officers, and our department heads should know, own, and understand. They should be intimately involved with the details of that. That's what we did this year. We took that back. And in that discovery, um, your question's a really good one. It, it shouldn't be posed to me. There's someone that does have responsibility right. for that. And and I don't have the answer. But we I don't have know. you here in front of me I right know, now. So I know. You're the person I get to ask. I know, and it's very fun. It's uh, I don't know why that happened. Honestly, that there was there's some uh, back dialogue. I I really don't feel comfortable sharing. But to to make sure that we have the patches in place to protect voter integrity should be high priority. Is is Canyon County experiencing uh, a period of time where you're getting less tax revenue? That's another great question. So if we look at this, I um, I had to be, I was called out of state, and so I did do that, but I listened to that presentation. If you look at the numbers, there, you can't just pick and choose through there. Uh, maybe some of that is down, but overall what you're going to see is that, in fact, revenues were up approximately $14 million. So the statement, I can't validate that. I can say that overall, if you ana- analyze the numbers, which we did at a deep dive, um, it shows that we have revenues that are about $14 million in the plus. So if that's up 
um, I got to ask the other side of that question is, is spending also up? Uh, well, yes. And here's what we did to comb through there. We're, we're going to eliminate some of the, maybe the duplication and expensing that, that we um, find areas of consolidation that we can, we can narrow that down. But the biggest factor in there is that um, by not taking new construction, if you look at some of these numbers, the county's growth, our net taxable value. So in 2019, five years ago, 14 billion. And now we're looking at 34 billion. That is 131% growth. And I'm sorry, but I, I can't break my, uh, pat, break my arm, pat myself on the back for not taking anything to help support that. That's not a position. And so it, it gets us inherently in trouble when we say we don't need to help support new growth when the matter of truth is that growth is happening in Canyon County everywhere. And to ask taxpayers that are here to support growth that comes without sharing that burden is I'm fundamentally opposed to that. Need to take a break uh, for traffic and weather. One final check on traffic and weather. Once again, we're talking with uh, Canyon County Com- Commissioner Leslie Van Beek. We've got more on the way. There is a meeting tonight. This is open to the public, right? We'll talk Absolutely. A, You'll we'll have talk a little bit about yep. that tonight. Uh, if you want to go to that meeting and what's going to be discussed on that tonight, plus other things coming up in the county, we'll get to that coming up after this. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk. KBOI. 852. Uh, once again, Leslie Van Beek, Canyon County Commissioner, in with us uh, this morning talking Canyon County uh, business going on. One of the big things, uh, of course, happening uh, tonight, and it is a meeting uh, that is on the budget, and the public is invited, correct? Absolutely. I want to invite as many people as would like to attend. This is going to be a totally new budget process that will be highlighted by the great things that are happening in Canyon County. We'll feature um, some local law enforcement officers who will have some information on um, plans for the future. And I know public safety is always a concern. We're going to highlight some different things this year, like what's happening in parks. They'll be inherently interested in the budget. We hope that what the presentation is leads to some good questions by the public who will be invited. You'll get a three-minute time limit, but you're welcome to come and provide input. We are commissioners who want local government, want to be able to be touched by the population and local government. So please come, 5 o'clock, the Public Administration Building. What is the uh, budget for the upcoming fiscal year start looking like as of right now? You know, we're really proud of the work that we've done. It's only about $300,000 higher than what fiscal 20, I mean, okay, I know what you're saying, but our goal. No, was, I get it. I mean, when it comes to when it comes to government budgets, I know. Um, you That's know, you, low. that is relatively low. But mm-hmm. it, it's always funny when it's like, it's only three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I wish somebody would only give me three hundred thousand dollars. Well, let me let me help you because yesterday the question was, do you want to buy a new shredder for the one that died in our office and. So we got a choice between 1200 or 3300 and what we decided was to throw the whole thing away and not repurchase. So somewhere in Canyon County, somebody's uh, monthly salary is $1,100. I know that doesn't compare to our 300000 but on a $127 million budget, um, you know, I'm careful with everything. I right. grew up as it was married to a farmer, and, yeah, we punch it again, use it again. So I'm very careful with those tax dollars. So, since you didn't get a new shredder, somebody is going to be paid to take a scissors and cut everything up now? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Well, we have a company that comes, so we've got a secure bin. You dump it in, and I guess it's highly entertaining to watch that thing shake it and shred it to death, but I haven't been there for that part. I just go back to work. What and uh, where is the meeting? What time? 
5 o'clock from the scheduled 5 to 7, but it's in the public administration building. So that lobby, um, there'll be chairs and um, monitors, which project some of the budget presentation there. And then just a welcoming attitude for people to come and share their concerns with local government. Now, if, if somebody does want to talk tonight, um, can they just get up and talk, or do they, do they have to put their name on a list or something? Yeah, you need to sign in, and then, okay. yeah. So we'll right. be there. Yeah. Five o'clock, there yes. you go. Yes, sir. Uh, um, all right, that's that's the boring stuff. Uh, yeah. um, let's, <laughs> let's move on to one of the okay. most popular things uh, that happens a few times a year in Canyon County, um, and that's going to be going on coming up September 16th at the Ford Idaho Center. Oh, no, yes. this is not a concert. <laughs> Um, it's not an appearance by anybody. Um, this is household hazardous, uh, an electronic waste disposal event again coming yes. up. And it's just amazing to me how many people actually, um, can't wait for this to happen. I know. It's pretty awesome. We have gained traction on September 16th. You can bring from 10 to 4 garbage and we'll accept it for nothing. You can't be a business because that's uh, not allowed on this list, but bring your 25 gallons and or your 20 household items. No biological, we've made fun of this many times, radiological waste, no explosives, no ammo, no drugs. And so there's certain restrictions your, on that. Keep your nukes at home where you, they belong. You have anything that's dangerous and worthless, but, you, but, but, but you're not married to it? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, apparently you're not able to bring that. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, I, I got to pass on that one. But hmm. you know what? Yeah, yeah, if you're going out to the... Uh, what is this? On the director wanted me to make sure that I highlighted the fact that we're going to spend some enterprise funds to upgrade how the landfill looks. So we're doing a gas collection system out there with a the flare station. That'll be fun if you've watched those burn off. And it's low quality fuel, so not enough to burn on your regular basis. But secure your loads. Go out there. Otherwise, you're going to get a fifty dollar fine and add to the. Mm beautification fund um i noticed there was one thing and the windshield of the guy behind you (laughs) one one thing in the uh, notes when it comes to going to the landfill that was really emphasized so apparently this must be some sort of a problem (laughs) in canyon county is people are not tying down their loads apparently when they go to the landfill so what happens is you get a yard sale all the way out highway 45 (laughs) (laughs) so once again make sure you tie down your loads if you were headed to the landfill um in case you missed the uh, date and time for the hazardous uh, electronic waste disposal event that is september 16th and it will go on at the ford idaho center from 10 a.m to uh, 4 p.m uh leslie van beek canning county commissioner great as always to uh, talk to you uh just a reminder for the meeting tonight once again it's five o'clock where at the public administration building and hey can i give something back i you shared with me your lovely wife has been elected to the is is it national association of realtors the nar yes. yep and so congratulations to tracy and uh, that'll make you more famous you now that. i know and you well, can make sure make... more famous doesn't do a thing for me so <laughs> it'll get you something <laughs> leslie van beek thank you very much for being here uh we'll take a break news coming up next at the top of the hour final few minutes to get in if you would like to uh win your chicago t- tonight at 10 it's michael knowles now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi One of their big hits, Chicago. 
All right, it's not going to be the 4th of July. Uh, it'll be this Sunday, and it's kind of a park. They're going to be at the Idaho Botanical Gardens coming up this Sunday night. I think it's the 3rd of September. Chicago, live in concert. Final few minutes, by the way, today to text in to win. Man, there are a lot of people wishing you happy birthday today on text, Chris. Well, since you set it up that way, yeah. <laughs> uh, final few minutes, get it in. All you have to do is text, happy birthday, Chris. That's it. Nothing else Text happy birthday, Chris, and uh, we'll close it down here in a few minutes. And then one person from everybody who has texted uh, texted happy birthday salutations to Chris this morning will be in on the grand prize drawing, and you'll get a pair of tickets to see Chicago live in concert Sunday at the uh, Idaho Botanical Gardens Outlaw Field. Great place to see an outdoor concert. So once again, final chance. If you want to get those in, get them in right now, and uh, we'll make that uh, announcement coming up here in just a little bit. In the meantime, our phone lines are open this morning, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to email us, email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. One thing we haven't got to um, as of this morning that I wanted to touch on and get your input on, um, senators are looking to reestablish Idaho's presidential primary. All right, so... If if you don't remember, this is how we got to where we are right now, where um, our presidential primary, we are not sure if we're going to have a primary in March, where we usually have our presidential primaries in the past, if we are going to have a May presidential primary, or if it's being pushed by some in the Republican Party, we're going to have a Republican caucus coming up next year. Yesterday, uh, Senator Scott Herndon was on with uh, Nate Shellman talking about this, particularly the reason uh, why is because he has started uh, a petition to bring back the Idaho legislature for a special session to vote on having the primary put back in March. Not everybody agrees. As a matter of fact, as I mentioned, well, there are some that don't want some, the primary. They would rather have a caucus. Well, some don't want to spend the money. It would, right. it would take to have a to have a, a primary. I don't. And this is my personal opinion, and this is where your opinion comes in. I would love to hear from you. I personally, in my way of thinking, don't think we need to be spending taxpayer dollars on a special session of the legislature to come back in and figure out whether or not we're going to have a primary next March. Now, this is just one of the proposals, Chuck Winder as also a proposal that the primary would stay in May. Now, the big pushback of the primary being in May is that basically, for all intents and purposes, that primary here in Idaho, if held in May, would mean nothing. Well, yeah, we'd have considerably less say, or at least less impact, on who the president, uh, or who the... Uh, well, the pick could already be... Yeah. We, we, they could already the have nominee will turn the out nominee, and then it would make no difference, you know, having it in may here mm-hmm. now you you may be asking how, how did we get here well the legislature uh, forgot to add this one important part to the bill um before they signed he died this year some kind of criticized the legislature saying you know they forgot to do it others say they think that they did it on purpose because there are some within the party that they think would rather have a caucus than would hold the primary and there are some that thinks the government doesn't do anything by accident. Yes. 
So well, my question to you is, does it matter to you? Do you want to see a special session of the legislature called? Which would happen here fairly shortly. The uh, bill that was passed in the House this year, House Bill 138, passed 61 to 6 in the House, 23 to 11 in the Senate, that the presidential primary held in March, they introduced new legislation this year to move that election into May, estimating that consolidation of the election would save the state $2.7 million just by moving that. But like I said, you then, by moving it, Make it worthless. Don't have much say in the presidential primary. And some some say, how much say does Idaho have anyway? When was the last presidential candidate to visit Idaho? Trump didn't visit Idaho. We weren't important enough for Trump to visit. Uh, uh, I was going to say, I think Obama's been here, Biden's been here, but I don't think they were running for office when they came. They just happened to be here. I think Obama was running for office. I do remember that, and I remember the massive crowd that was at, I think, the Idaho Center, or not the Idaho Center, the uh, um, whatever the hockey arena is called now. used to be the Bank of America Center back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, massive crowd that was here, and he was running. Um, But Trump uh, in 2016 didn't come 2020 didn't come you know to a republican state right. you know so it, it, how important is it i i don't know do you want to see a special session of the legislature be called back the trailer bill by the way that came after the <laughs> the bill was passed and they forgot to put in or on purpose forgot to put in that the you know primary would happen in march trailer bill passed through the senate but it died in the house in committee so it was tried to, they tried to fix it. Unfortunately, it didn't pass. Idaho GOP chairwoman Dorothy Moon has spoken in opposition to both bills, arguing that the election should not be moved to May. She also wrote to Republican law- lawmakers urging them not to move the primary. Public records show moving the primary to a late date in the nomination process will render Idaho's Republican voters irre- uh, irrelevant. That's Dorothy Moon's thoughts on that. Dorothy Moon wants a caucus. Yeah. They've they've laid out doing a caucus. For those of you who have ever been involved in a caucus, would you like to see a caucus return? Caucus is not a quick thing. If you're going to participate in a caucus, um, it's not like going down, casting your vote, and going home, even sure. if you have to stand in line. You could be at a caucus for eight hours before they finally get to a decision, right? Mm-hmm. In 2016, I knew some people who went to the uh, Democratic caucus, which was also held uh, downtown, and they were there to support uh, Bernie Sanders, and they said that when they got into the caucus that uh, they were told, okay, if you are a supporter of uh, uh, Hillary Clinton, then you need to go over to this side of the place and sit down. And if you're a supporter of somebody else like Bernie Sanders, you need to go over to this other place and sit down. So they went over and sat in the Bernie Sanders section, and the Bernie Sanders section started to fill up and fill up and fill up. And there weren't very many people in the other section, the one for Hillary Clinton. And it just seemed like there were three times as many people uh, when, when the whole thing got started that were there to support Bernie Sanders as were there to uh, support uh, Hillary Clinton. And so people voted. 
and then the uh, because it, there, there's something I can't remember exactly what what it's called, but there's some kind of a vote that they can like override other votes or something like that. Anyway, the next day uh, they decided that their candidate was Hillary Clinton, even though considerably more people had been there to to mm-hmm. uh, support Bernie Sanders. I myself have never participated in caucus. I've only heard the horror stories. We have had a Republican caucus uh, here um, within the last, what, 15 years, 10, 15 years? If you if you have participated in the last caucus, I'd uh, love to hear from you this morning. What were your experiences? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, now, while there is no target date for a special session as of yet, the uh, state's GOP party facing an October 1st deadline to notify the Republican National Committee whether it plans to hold a caucus or a primary to select its nominee. So even though there isn't a hard, fast deadline, um, Republicans need to tell the RNC by October 1st. So I would say we've, we've got about a month here to decide one way or the other, or it's probably going to be a caucus. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Like I said, if you have participated in a caucus before, whether it's here in Idaho or maybe you were living in another state at the time, what was it like? Give us your experience. 208-336-3700. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. March primary, May primary, or a caucus. Now we can't just split the difference and have it in April then, huh? Can't we, can't we just do whatever we want? We can have a March primary for some people. We have a May primary for other people. And then we have a caucus who people want to participate. No, we can't do that. During the primary, you can stay at your primary uh, residence. Your thoughts, what would you like to see? There, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, like I said, if you are somebody who has participated in a caucus, either here in Idaho, which the Republicans have had a caucus uh, within the last uh, decade, I believe. I can't remember the exact year that it happened, but I want to say it's within the last 10 or 11 years. There was a caucus here. If you've participated in a caucus, either here in Idaho or maybe another state, you lived in another state and participated in a caucus, I want to talk to you. What was it like? I'm curious. I only hear the downside of the caucus being that it could take for hours before you finally get a candidate. Is that true? So if you've participated in a caucus, I've got questions for you. I'd love to talk to you this morning. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. are so much easier because you just have to show up and vote, mm-hmm. and then you get to, to leave. Uh, OMG writes... I'm not sure if that's their name or if that's the subject, uh, says, I actually agree with you, Mike. Well, don't sound so surprised. <laughs> you are correct. They play stupid games. They get stupid prizes. Whether they forgot or did it on purpose, they, the uh, legislature, now have to deal with the consequences. Idaho's votes will go to our anyways. Not sure we uh, why we IMR have to go through this farce uh, moon has convinced us to exclude young republicans republican women and older republicans who can't withstand the eight plus hour caucus the far right is ruining our state and party not with my dollars i think imr is in my opinion 
Or opinion? Is that what that is? Okay. Well, I am always in my opinion, so that's all <laughs> well, that's, I can figure out so yeah. far. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, maybe that maybe that's what that says. Um, the the other question here too is, you know, they complain about the complaint is of holding a primary in March instead of May would cost about two point seven million dollars more. So the complaint is is wasting money, right? Um, if you bring back the legislature for a special session, um, I don't know how quickly they could get it done, whether it be one, two days, you know, based on the legislative session and how quickly decisions get made during that. Um, you're probably looking at a two, what, two, three days, maybe. And the legislature costs, what, thirty to $35,000 per day to be in session? So, Grant, I, mean, I know it's not $2.7 million, but it is taxpayer dollars mm-hmm. that do get wasted if you call the Idaho legislature back in for a special session. I also don't know, and if we have a legislator who is listening this morning, we do have legislators who listen, state senators, state state uh, legislators who listen in here this morning. Is this not something, I'm curious because I don't know rule-wise, other than the fact that we heard the October 1st date, um, that the RNC would have to be informed on what we were going to do. Is this something that just can't be done in a regular session? Take care of it coming up in January? In other words, you know, could you pass it in January and then implement Still it in Still have it take effect, yeah. March, if necessary. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's possible or not. So I have that question. If you're, if you're a state legislator who are listening in this morning and you can answer that question, I would love to hear from you. Matthew uh, wrote in and said, I think Bernie Sanders was the most recent to campaign here. We haven't figured out exactly who it was. When, uh, so was that, would that be the last election back in it, or uh, the previous election before that? Well, he wasn't, he wasn't really running in uh, 2020 so much, was he? Yeah. Maybe just for a while. He was leading for a long time. He was leading, remember? Mm. You know, before Biden was even in the top five, it was Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, Bernie. Well, wait a minute. We don't want Bernie Sanders. And then he kind of fell to the wayside. In in my memory, it's considerably more subdued in 2020 than it was 2016. But in in 2016, we did have. um, Oh, God, I just forgot his name. As a matter of fact, he won the state. Trump didn't come. But um, Cruz, Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz came. Yeah. So Ted Cruz did campaign here in 2016, and he actually won the state. I don't know if it's like, because of hey, that or not. Somebody cares. Yeah. Um, and, and, and he won He won the votes in the state. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, Corey writes in with a question. He said, would a Republican caucus keep Democrats out of our primary? If so, I support a caucus. Democrats are desperate to destroy our state and will lie and cheat and steal to do it. You know, Corey, um, thank you for that. I, that's a good question because... That could be why the Republicans, some of the Republican Party is pushing for a caucus. Uh, and this is, you know, for, for another subject. And that has to do with, you know, being forced to have an open primary. Mm-hmm. Chris and I were discussing this off the air yesterday. And somebody's still going to have to explain to me why you want to force an open primary for any party. This could be Democrats, Republicans, if they don't want it. It doesn't make sense to me. Me either. Yeah, that people who aren't a member of your a member of your party can decide who your candidate is, because we've seen in the past that what happens 
you have somebody who is not in your party and they identify somebody who would not do well in the general election and go, well, let's make sure that that's the person running against our candidate. Why do you want that? Whether you're a Democrat, why would you? And I get it. Democrats haven't opened a primary, which doesn't make a big difference in Idaho because they're, you know, are only about one Democrat for every nine Republicans in the state. Somebody, I, I still don't understand why you want to see forced open primaries. Mm-hmm. It does, I just don't get it. Um, we'll take a break. News is coming up here next. When we come back, stay on the line. It looks like we have Rod Beck on the line. He can probably help us answer some of the questions on the primaries. Um, go, stay right where you're at. Carmen is also uh, here with us. Don't go anywhere. we got to take a break for news. Coming up next, we'll get to your phone calls. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Um, and uh, congratulations going out to, I know this is, I'm screwing up your name, Besam Hiromovic. Besam Hiromovic. I know it sounds like I made up that name just so I can keep the Chicago tickets for myself, but that's actually the winner, um, Besam Hiromovic. I apologize if I didn't get your name right. Uh, of Caldwell, congratulations. You have tickets to see Chicago Sunday night. Um, we'll have another chance for you to win coming up here tomorrow morning. Thanks to everybody who wished Chris a happy birthday today. Um, Chris, you got a lot of fans that wish happy birthday. So Because you set it up that way. <laughs> well, I know. Uh, but we still got more people who entered today than we have the previous day. So I think some were actually wishing you happy birthday. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 933-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to get through and take part in the show, toll-free 1-800-529-5264. You can also email chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. Don't forget, if you're going to email Chris, tell him happy birthday today. John did that. John wrote in. He says, happy great day, but, but, but how old are you or what year were you born? I don't want to tell you both. <laughs> uh, okay, truth. I am 58. I was born in 1965. Oh, back when uh, men were wearing white powdered wigs to hide their syphilis. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, to the phones we go, 208-336-3700. Uh, I knew we would they had get... To, uh, they had to hide it so they could still <laughs> spread it around. I knew we would get uh, somebody with uh, some sort of knowledge that would call us up this morning, and that would be Ada County Commissioner Rod Beck uh, listening in. You're going you're gonna to straighten us out. You're going to give us all the information on elections, primary in March, primary in May, caucus. First of all, let me ask you this, Rod. Have you ever participated in a caucus? <laughs> yes, I wrote the caucus rules for 2012. All right, it's 2012. So I was close. I thought it was 10 or 11 years. So it was 2012. Um, I, I got questions for you because I've never participated in a caucus, and a, probably a lot of people who are uh, listening to us this morning probably haven't participated either. What is it like to go through the process? Well, in uh, 2012, uh, the Ada County Party rented the uh, what was called the Taco Bell Arena and filled it full of people. And the main reason is because uh, we had had a... A May primary, the Democrats have been holding caucuses for years. They never participated in the May primary for the president. And uh, 
our party was tired of having the nomination already selected by the time it gets to May, which is what will happen if they do a May primary this year. And so we held a caucus, and uh, it was different in each uh, in each county. But in Ada County, we had one vote. We got a majority vote to start out with, and uh, that was the end of the caucus. Each candidate or the representative could uh, could give a pitch for why they should be the nominee, and uh, then we voted. Did Romney uh, win? Uh, Romney won it in, in Ada County. He won it for the whole state that year, yes. How long? How long was hmm. the, how long did the caucus take, start to finish? Uh, in Ada County, it was uh, about two hours. It's not going to be anywhere near that long this year, uh, the way it's scheduled. Uh, unless the uh, see, it, I've heard you say that the legislature is contemplating both having a, a special session for the. Uh, uh, a, a March primary or a special session for a May primary. The legislature has already turned down the May primary, and I don't know why they would be wanting to come back. On top of that, the well, that was Idaho that was Republican Chuck Winder's that was Chuck Winder's proposal. Um, you know, so you got two competing proposals here for March, and Chuck Winder would like to see a special session. Um, you know, for for May, and like you just said, it's already been decided that it's May, right? Well, no, they turned it down in May. The, the they, I'm sorry, they turned it down, down, yeah. Yeah, they turned it down, and so there was no... The Idaho Republican Party had no choice but to uh, do a caucus because the legislature... You see, in um, after the 16th... Um, or, excuse me, after the 12th caucus, there were members of the party that... that uh, it, it takes a lot of work. It costs a lot of money. And so they, they wanted to uh, do something about it. We suggested, well, if the legislature will uh, will put the primary in uh, March and we'll repeal the caucus, which is what we did. For 16, we did repeal the caucus. And by the way, I've heard you talk. There's been a number of presidential candidates show up to Idaho, both in 12 and in 16. We had we had uh, Marco Rubio was still on the on the ballot in 16, and he'd been here twice. And so was Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Uh, was on the ballot, and he he'd been here a couple of times too. And he spent he was here the weekend before the uh, the primary, and he won forty five percent of the vote. Uh, Trump wouldn't uh, couldn't make it here, but he won uh, a large percentage of the vote. And so the delegates were split up between Ted Cruz and uh, and and uh, Trump. And uh, then in twenty there wasn't the that's the, the Democrats they decided. Well, look at what those Republicans are doing. They're showing up at a at a primary. Why do we have to keep having the caucus? So they went to a to, the, to support the primary in twenty, but there wasn't much. No, but the, the, Democrats, the Democrats, the Democrats did. Okay, and uh, so they used the primary in twenty in March as well, but. And, that, and this is the point. If you if you wait till May, it doesn't do anything because the nominee's already been right. selected. Right. Talking with Ken, uh, yeah. Ada County Commissioner Rod Beck this morning. So, out of those three things that people are um, arguing over right now, in your personal opinion, what would you rather see? Well, I would rather see the, the presidential primary in March. 
because we will get it's it's easier for people to participate in it. It does cost it cost the state some money, but it's easier for this for the state to participate for for citizens to participate. But they've already voted against uh, having a primary in March, and the party has 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 already passed a resolution that they will support a presidential primary in March, but if they go to May, they're still going to have a caucus in March. Right. So the other question I ask, and, I, and this was the, the question, if enough people in the legislature want to come back in March, they don't do the special session, could they come back in March, or could they come back in January, and in January, would there still be enough time if they wanted to hold a primary in March? Could they make that happen? Well, that'd be very difficult because you can't tell RNC this is what might happen. That's what I thought, man. <laughs> you can't say this is what might happen. So let's set up the. You have to have the rules set out to the RNC in October, so they know exactly what's happening. You even have to have your list of delegates uh, presented to the RNC because you see, this is something that a lot of people don't understand. A presidential primary does nothing but give instructions to the. Uh, to the parties as to how to allocate their delegates to a national convention. Rod Beck, Ada County Commissioner, thanks uh, for calling in. Thanks, first of all, for listening to us and straightening us out on sure. a few points this morning and giving us some information. Oh, hey. Before, Just before we let you go, um, your right. prediction, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think we, it will be a caucus next year for sure? I think unless the legislature does a special session and adopts a presidential primary in March, it will definitely be a caucus. All right. Andy County Commissioner Rod Beck, thanks for uh, calling in with us this morning, and thanks oh, for listening. One more thing. Yes. One more thing. We did pass our budget, too, at Andy County. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> we passed our budget. We passed our tentative budget, and then we passed our full budget. And... Uh, we got a good budget for you. Well, very good. Appreciate it, Rod. All right. All right. Thanks. Thank you. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, Carmen, listening uh, this morning on 670 AN in Emmett. Good morning to yes. you. Thanks for being patient. Yes. I have attended a caucus in Jim County. I'm in Emmett. And I was not that impressed with it. Number one, we had it was held in our uh, junior high school or middle school building, and we had to go about. I think we went about an hour early to get a seat, and while we were there, we waited oh a good hour, <laughs> and the room was packed. And then they had a section of the room that was uh, curtained off, like in a square. And we had to listen to people get up and say why they were voting for the candidate or why they were not. And we were given tokens. And then when when they got through with all this rigmarole of people getting up and saying what they believed and wanted... Mm -hmm. Then we went in individually. We lined up. We had to go in individually and deposit our token for, I can't remember who ran against Romney, but anyway, you had a little thing there that you could deposit your token into, and I was not impressed with it at all. 
I hope that we do not have to do that again. Total time, how, do, how long did it take you from the time you, you went? Oh, it took quite a while because, you know, when you get a, uh auditorium full of people and they got, I, I believe two could go in at a time and deposit their tokens. Did you feel at all like it was symbolic that you had a token vote? No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I like to go to the polls, and I like to vote. All right. And, you know, that's, that's you know, this has been a long time ago for me, and I was just trying while I was waiting to remember everything I could about it. And as far as I remember, that's all. I don't know how they counted the tokens or anything. Carmen, I just wouldn't. I I just don't want to do that again. Appreciate the call, Carmen. Appreciate your input. Thank you very much. Thank you, and I enjoy your program. Well, thank thank you. you for listening. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. All right, there's two people who have taken part in a caucus. Carmen definitely didn't like it. If you've taken part neither in Idaho caucus or maybe you are out of state and live someplace else that had a caucus, um, go ahead. Love to hear uh, your input and your thoughts on a caucus over a primary. Uh, another email in Mike at kboi dot com. Uh, the caucus stunk last time. Funny how you have nothing to do with pushing an agenda yet daily you're on the wrong side. I guess I failed to see how me asking a question is the wrong side. I haven't said whether I like a primary or a caucus. I just asked the question. But apparently, that's both both sides I'm on the wrong side. Uh, our legislators somehow removed our primary and didn't think to put it back. Our legislators have no interest in selecting our leaders. Why don't we vote the same day as Iowa so as to have influence? Why were Republicans in favor of Democrat Zuckerberg dollars? Why are they pushing a non-auditable ranked choice vote? Why is the cost more important than the free vote? One day, paper, no mail-in vote, etc. Uh, Pat wrote in and says, bring the legislature back into special session. However, legislators should have to do it without pay. They created the problem of not setting the primary. Only two elections a year, May and November. That includes schools, roads, etc. All primaries should be in May. Quit moving it around. That only causes lack of voters. And that's from Pat. So, Pat, once again, the question I will ask you is as we have heard if our primary is in may we might as well not have a primary because it won't mean anything are you still okay with the holding the primary basically it would be you know just kind of symbolic right because if you go into may in our primary and there's the, the we already know who the gop presidential candidate is going to be which more than likely we're going to know by may mm-hmm. then really our primary really is only symbolic right Probably, but by May we've you know found out enough dirt on everybody to where <laughs> there's just not that many good candidates left. Two oh eight, as far as we know, three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. One more segment on the way if you want to weigh in. Primary caucus March May. Here's your chance to do it. And like I said, if you if you've participated in a caucus before, I want to talk to you. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton 
This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Final segment on the way, Sandy in Garden City, listening on 670 AM this morning. Good morning, you're on News Talk KBOI. Thanks. Um, I went to the Ada County Caucus in uh, 2012. That was four hours of my life. I'll never get that. <laughs> See, that's that's exactly what I was wondering. If people participate in the caucus, was it worth it? And you, you obviously, since you said you're not going to get it, your four hours back, that it was not worth it, right? I was up in the top top of the pavilion. Surrounded by Ron Paul supporters. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, they could have turned any minute on me. I didn't. Um, so, it, no, they were nice people. But, um, yeah, it was boring. So, question. Was before you had candles, so you couldn't even didn't have, have anything to read. It's awful. <laughs> oh, no. So, Sandy, as someone who has participated in a caucus, I'm guessing you still participate in the primaries, yes or no? I do. So, if it comes down to having a primary in May or a caucus, which one of those two would you choose? Oh, God. Those are both horrible (laughs) choices. you got to pick one. Obviously, the primary. Mm-hmm. You, you take the primary, even though it wouldn't mean that much if it was held in May. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So uh, direct the, uh, is this one of those where there are two kinds of people, people who like caucuses and people who have been to caucuses? <laughs> yes. It's it's kind of what it's sounding like. Cause, I mean, right there. Sandy, thank you for the call. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. Uh, I love our listeners. <laughs> there's There's somebody that, you know, hated the caucus experience so much that they would much rather vote in a meaningless primary in May than to uh, participate in a caucus again. Uh, Rich and Boise, listening on 670 AM. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Yes, I've, I've been to, uh, like, quite a few caucuses. And uh, how long, it just kind of depends on what year, how long you've been there. I was at a caucus for uh, the year Bill Clinton was elected, and there were some punk kids there you know, young college kids that got up and nominated George Bush. Well, the rules of a caucus are if you're nominated, you go on the list. So they had to go over and stand in a corner with George Bush holding up a sign. And then they went around and they, when they voted for all the candidates, and of course, George Bush didn't get 17% of the vote. So they had to drop out. But it was, it was kind of funny. They wanted him to get Idaho's Democrat nomination? Yes, they nominated. If you nominate somebody, they're nominated. I mean, that was the rules. You could nominate anybody, you know. Right. I suppose it has to be a living person, but... <laughs> so, how long uh, did this particular caucus that you're talking about here, how long from beginning to end? Oh, all the ones that I went to, except for the 2008, were over in about an hour, hour and a half. They had the in the year 92... They had the Ada County Democrats and the Canyon County Democrats in two separate rooms in the top of the student union building. Okay. Now, in 2008, it was held at that hockey stadium, I think. And that was that kind of went on all night because it was Hillary Clinton. and. All uh, ni- Did you just Barack say it Obama. went on all night? 
Well, I don't know. I I don't think you I, didn't I stay for the whole it, thing, did you? Well, yeah, I did. I stayed until the point where they were voting for uh, delegates, and it was it was a lengthy process. All right. When you get, when you get that many Got people, thank you. The thing is that the the adamant people are the ones who go to caucuses. Yeah. I mean, so that that's why people prefer primaries better. Okay, thank you, Rich. Appreciate it, uh, Kevin. In Caldwell, listening on the KBOI app this morning. you got about 30 seconds here quickly, uh, Kevin. Real quick, I voted yesterday in the Valley View election, and the machine glitched on me. It did not. When, when my uh, ballot went in, it, something messed up, and I got no red flag, American flag of anything. And uh, we got a problem with our machines, people. And the entire... Uh, the entire precinct witnessed it, so, so I don't know what's going on. So the per- I, I there was only a, there was only a yes or no vote yesterday. So what you voted for ended up not being what you voted for. Is he gone? He must be gone. No. Um, yeah, you're the second person that said there was a, a glitch, and one of them is an Ada County Commissioner <laughs> well, like, that said, uh, like she, I had said a, she had a glitch yesterday. Congratulations so. to some of the people who aren't just paranoid anymore. Uh, that's it for today. We're on a 20-hour break. Coming up tomorrow morning, we'll give you another shot at getting those Chicago concert tickets for Sunday night. You'll have a chance to text in and win again tomorrow morning. Happy birthday to you, Chris. Thank you.